This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, fighting for financial security for our seniors. Find out more at carp.ca. Good afternoon and welcome to the Zoomer Week in Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Libby Snymer. A new way to hedge your savings against inflation. We explain the Longevity Pension Fund. And after Ivana Trump's shocking death, a look at how to protect against falls. But first, hear your Zoomer headlines from around the world. Bill Gates has been among the world's richest for decades, but he's planning an exit from that list. The 66-year-old plans to give virtually all his wealth to the foundation he started with ex-wife Melinda, starting with $20 billion this month. He also praised his longtime friend and fellow billionaire Warren Buffett, saying that basically half of his resources have come from Buffett. Gates hopes others will follow. Renowned actress Helen Mirren revealed she wrote to Queen Elizabeth to warn her that she would be portraying her in a movie about a profoundly painful time in the monarch's life. The 76-year-old Mirren, who appeared on the April-May cover of Zoomer magazine, played Queen Elizabeth in the 2006 drama The Queen, which focused on the aftermath of the death of Princess Diana, when the Queen and Royal Family were criticized for their initially tepid reaction to the 1997 car accident. Before she started filming, Mirren expressed her hope that it wouldn't be too awful for the Queen to have the period brought into focus again. The monarch butterfly is fluttering closer to extinction. The International Union for the Conservation of Nature has added the highly recognizable orange and black insect to its endangered list because of its fast dwindling numbers. The group estimates that the population of monarchs in North America has declined between 22 and 72 percent over the last decade. They're threatened by loss of habitat and increased use of herbicides and pesticides as well as climate change. The iconic Central Park Low Boathouse, famous for its lakeside views, delectable plates and rowboats, will be closing its doors due to rising costs of labor and goods. The landmark eatery, which first opened in 1954, will stop operating in October, laying off 163 workers. It's become a fixture in New York City and has been featured in movies and TV series, including When Harry Met Sally and Sex in the City. Michelle Obama's new book, due out this fall, reflects on her experiences and insights on navigating an increasingly stressful world. The Light We Carry is the former First Lady's first entirely new work since the 2018 release of her acclaimed blockbuster, Becoming that sold more than 17 million copies worldwide. Her new book comes out November 15th in 14 languages and 27 countries. I'm Libby Snymer, and those are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. 
This week, we learned that at 8.1 percent, inflation has hit a 39-year high, as if we wouldn't have known that from buying groceries and filling the gas tank. Galloping inflation is especially hard on people on fixed incomes, but rising interest rates can be good news for your portfolio and are making products like annuities more attractive. The Longevity Pension Fund is only a year old and bills itself the world's first income for life mutual fund for Canadian retirees. I talked with Fraser Stark of Purpose Investments. Annuities are a great product because they help someone ensure that they will not run out of money, that they will have money as long as they live. It's a similar principle to what happens within a defined benefit pension plan. And as rates rise, that does lift the income that an annuity is able to pay to a person in retirement. What we've created with the Longevity Pension Fund is a variable rate product. So it's an investment fund. The amount that it pays each year uh, will go up and down, but the fund has been designed that over over time, it should raise rates in most cases. And when we look at the, the work we've done to understand how it will evolve its rates, it shows, on average, those rates increase in line with long-term inflation, which is fantastic. So someone retiring at 65 can have a degree of confidence that decades later, they'll have more income coming in than they started with. Who pays for this? Because there's longevity risk pooling, this idea that those who live longest receive more income, um, the portfolio benefits as people leave and leave their market returns in the fund for the others. So that's the trade-off. When you say leave the fund, that means die, basically. Well, it can. It doesn't have to, though. Our fund is deliberately designed to be flexible, and so someone's able to voluntarily request, which is a big difference from annuities. That's a a critical difference. Um, But yes, when someone passes away, their units in the fund are automatically redeemed, and that that would trigger their exit from the investment fund. A lot of people worry when they go into something like this, an annuity, that uh, it will affect what they leave to their heirs. They're disturbed by that. Yeah, the, people have to work with a planner to figure out what works for their entire portfolio and, and what are the various compositions. So when someone buys an annuity, in some cases that will leave um, nothing from the annuity to their estate when they pass away. Um, we've structured this fund so that if people pass away on the earlier side, there is a residual amount that's very likely to go to their estate. Um, And this is also a product that's designed for a portion of someone's portfolio. Does it address the other side of that fear that people worry that they'll outlive their money? It does. That that is a powerful fear. We speak with Canadians all the time who either they they fear it and take action to correct for it, which often means spending less than they otherwise could. There's many people who are terrified of running out of money later in life who are therefore not spending and not enjoying. And that is so sad because retirement can be this amazing time in life. It can be full of meaning and connection and enjoying passions. And to not spend because you're afraid, what if I live to be 103? And what if inflation runs even hotter than it is today? Um, That's really sad. And so products like these, anything that includes longevity risk pooling, helps address that in a powerful way. It's heartbreaking when we hear stories of people who don't fly across the country to see their grandkids, don't take that trip they've wanted to do, don't pick up that hobby because there's costs associated with it. And so that's why we created this fund and why we're so proud of its ability to to generate income that people can rely on and know will come as long as they're alive. And the power of that, it changes your psychology fundamentally. What's this year's rate? It varies by age category. So um, people today are looking at uh, between about 67 and 8.5% yield on the fund. 
Now, the fund is invested more conservatively than that. The fund is invested to generate returns around 4 to 5%. That's the power of a decumulation product like this designed to produce income for life and benefiting from longevity risk pooling and longevity credits is that we're able to offer those higher distributions to people despite investing for such a conservative rate of return. Does that mean a lot of people died this year? No, not at all. It's, uh, in, in fact, um, we haven't had deaths of uh, investors in the fund yet. We just launched last year in June. Um, what it is reflective of is that we know that those, the people investing in the fund, according to actuarial tables, um, we know that they will pass away over the next number of years. The people that should not buy into the longevity pension fund are, are people who know that they're likely to live shorter than average. There are people out there, of course, who unfortunately, for one reason or another, know that, that the averages may not apply to them. But anyone who either has signs of, of uh, longevity in their family or even just thinks they're average and has no evidence that they're, that they're below average uh, lifespan, um, those are the types of people that are investing in the fund. And I do know that some people, I've spoken with some of our investors who uh, point to their uh, healthy lifestyle and uh, strong genes, long, long living genes as uh, reasons they chose to invest. Fraser Stark, thanks so much. Thanks so much. That was Fraser Stark, president of the Longevity Retirement Platform at Purpose Investments. You can hear more on how to navigate the current economic climate on tomorrow's episode of The Zoomer, Monday, July 25th at 10 p.m. on our sister station, Vision TV. I'm Libby Snymer, and this is The Zoomer Week in Review. Coming up. A shocking death prompts a review of how to prevent falls. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, where you can meet like-minded people fighting for a new vision of aging. Find out more at carp.ca. Every day, 48 Canadians die and 634 are hospitalized because of falls. It's the leading cause of injury deaths, hospitalizations, emergency department visits and disabilities in Canada, especially for older people. It was shocking to learn that Ivana Trump died from a fall in her apartment at the age of 73. A spilled coffee cup was found beside her body. I turned to falls prevention expert Dr. Jeff Fernie for some practical tips. I found it extremely shocking to learn about Ivana Trump's death at 73. I believe she was healthy and it was from a fall in her home. Well, what I read was that she fell downstairs and uh, truthfully... Uh Stair falls are a huge problem for people of all ages, you know, for kids as well as for older people. Um, the problem is that stairs are not only dangerous, but uh, obviously the consequence of falling on stairs can be really bad because there's a lot of energy involved. You're saying this could happen to anyone, but uh, how much does the risk go up as you get older? It's actually high for kids, then it drops a bit. And then it starts going up in middle age because people get to be carrying things and get to be running up and down stairs and responding to kids and stuff. And then it uh, goes up yet again as you get older and your balance gets poorer. How big a hazard is it? Uh, Where does it rank as a cause of death or injury for older people? 
heart failure, heart disease is the most common cause of death. But in terms of disability that affects the quality of your life, falling is right at the top. Um, the, 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 the number of people who die directly from a falls isn't as great as from heart disease or stroke, but it really mucks up your life. Um, you, you, if you break your hip as an older person, you probably will not get back to your original mobility. So it has a huge impact on you. Are there specific types of falls that are worse or specific types of stairs that are more dangerous? The most important message to get across to people, um, well, well, the first, the top priority message is make sure you have handrails. Um, really, really important that you have handrails and you should really have them on both sides of the stairs. Um, it actually is true that if you have handrails on only one side of the stair, you'll have twice as many falls as if you have it on both sides. So you need good handrails that you can actually grasp, preferably round or close to round, about an inch and three quarters in diameter, that you can get your hand around and grasp firmly. Um, and at a, a reasonable height, they need to be actually a bit higher than most of the rails that you see. That's really crucial. It's also known that people who just go around in their socks or their bare feet have two or three times as many falls as people who wear decent footwear. And although most of us nowadays don't like to bring the germs from the street in and wear our outdoor shoes, there's absolutely no reason why we shouldn't dedicate some good um, outdoor running shoes or something just to be worn indoors so that you get good support and you don't slip and you don't hurt your toes bashing into things. What about uh, carpeting? Should the stairs be carpeted or not? I actually like carpeted stairs because they give a bit more adhesion, um, a bit more traction. I don't think that the... I, I don't think, uh, as long as they're not a, a confusing pattern, you know, I've been places where people have patterned the carpet and it looks like camouflage and it can actually make it more difficult to see the edge of the steps. Anything else you'd like to leave us with? Be careful. Don't, um, uh, don't take any chances. As you get older, um, you have to adjust your, um, your ambition physically. Um, for example, um, none of the people around me um, allow me to climb on a ladder anymore. And my dad died falling off a ladder, and oh, it's no. extremely common. Um, and we all think we can do what we used to do. You know, I used to climb a ladder and get on the roof and then clean out the eavesdrops and things. And that's not a good idea. Um, uh, it, it just isn't. So if you... If, as you get older, if possible, hire someone who's younger to do that, or at least get someone to hold the bottom of the ladder and use the rails and uh, turn on the lights at night on the stairs. Make sure the lights are on. Okay, Dr. Jeff Fernie, thank you so much. My pleasure talking to you. Take care. That was Dr. Jeff Fernie, senior scientist and falls prevention expert at the University Health Network and the Toronto Rehabilitation Institute. 
And that brings us to the end of this week's edition of the Zoomer Week in Review. I'm Libby Snymer. Thanks for joining me today. Be sure to come back next week to stay up to date with all things Zoomer worldwide. Zoomer Week in Review is produced by Zeev Hadi, Christine Ross, and Paul Thomas. Technical producer, Justin Eacock. Executive producer, Moses Nimer. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.